In today's show, we're looking ahead to Friday's games. There are nine of them in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Nine games on Friday. I'm going to talk about them today. I'm recording this just a little bit earlier, so probably won't have quite as much up to, because I've got other things I've got to do today. So I have to record this one just a little bit earlier. That's fine. We're going to talk about what we're watching for. So let's get into it right now. The Kings and the Hornets. And I really mention that because we don't know the status of Rashawn Holmes, who left last game with a cut across the top of his nose in near his eye and he already had eye problems and he was assessed for concussion protocol so we don't know whether he's going to play but what we do well say we do know we don't know for sure we assume terence davis will get another start so we're watching to see whether that happens whether he plays 30 minutes again and whether he becomes a key component of their rotation remember he was struggling and the last three games have been really good and the most important thing is the last time on wednesday he did it playing next to harrison barnes they took harkless and metu out of the lineup I like Barnes at the four a lot more, so let's hope that this can stick. And Davis is worth grabbing in 12-team leagues to see what happens here. And then I've mentioned I want to see Tristan Thompson, but that's just more what I don't want to see Tristan Thompson. Nobody wants to see Tristan Thompson. But what I want to watch is to see whether Holmes plays and to see what Gentry does, whether it is Len, whether it is Thompson. Thompson started for Holmes in the second half. Uh, Walton was starting Len previously. What do they do with that big man rotation if Holmes can't go? The Hornets are still going to be without a bunch of players. So we're watching for Cody Martin, who is still available in a lot of leagues, and he is absolutely worth adding and uh, holding while these players are out. And then P.J. Washington Jr., who had a pretty rough go of things last game against Joel Embiid. Minutes were down, fouls were up. Can he bounce back against Tristan Thompson? A little bit of a dip down in center quality. I don't know whether they'll start Richards. I think they probably will, but uh, it'll be P.J. who gets the bulk minutes there off the bench. The Mavericks... And the Pacers, last time out for Dallas, Moses Brown, the old C-parter himself, came in, played 12 minutes, and did well. I don't know what his role will be um, in this one as we move forward because you know, he'd been a DNP CD the last two games and played garbage time the two games before that. But Willie Cauley-Stein is out again. So will they give him another opportunity for Brown? Don't add him. Please don't add him in 12, 14, or 16, or 18-team leagues. But if you want to grab him in a 20-team, maybe. And then Reggie Bullock had a good game for once as well. The shots went in, but again, we're only looking at him as a very, very deep league guy. But him playing well limits the effectiveness of Timmy Hardaway, who I don't believe is a 12-team league player. For the Pacers, we saw a really good game from Chris Duarte last time out. Don't get fooled too much by it because he shot like 70% or something like that. But do add him in 12-team leagues with Holiday out, with Warren out, with McConnell out. He's got that opportunity again. 
and that's where he thrived earlier in the season. And then there's all these talk of rebuilding and focusing in on him more. So he is going to get a pretty solid run of minutes here. So I do like him as a 12-team league ad. And then O'Shea Brissett, who there is an opportunity for Brissett to be a 20-minute-a-night player. He's played 20 for three consecutive games. I wouldn't say he's done well in all of those games. But there is that opportunity, and maybe if they'd move on from Turner or Sabonis, they'd decide to start him. Now, I don't think he should be any focus of any sort of rebuild, because I just don't think he's that good. But he's at least a name to watch to see if he can start popping off and to see if some of the minutes for him can start to improve. The Nets and the Hawks. I want to watch Cam Thomas play 30 minutes last game. In large part, that is due to Kevin Durant being out, and we don't expect Durant to be out of this game. But... Does Thomas get more minutes than Bruce Brown, for example, than Javon Carter? The What's the nickname for Javon Carter? The Misadventure in Basketball Skills? Uh, that's that's basically what it is watching him. Um, does Thomas get those 20 minutes? That's of use for deeper, deeper formats, for sure. And then Nick Claxton, who did cut into LaMarcus Aldridge two games ago, then started for Aldridge, didn't do much in that game on Wednesday. He's not going to be a 10 or 12 or probably even a 14-team league guy, but the biggest impact he has is if he ends up splitting the minutes with Aldridge down the middle. So watching his role is interesting. Well, for the Hawks, haven't seen them for a while. Um, we don't expect... Well, not. We don't expect. There's no Hunter. There's no Bogdanovich. And we don't know about Cam Reddish. So Timotei Lawawu Cabro has played 39 and 38 minutes the last two games. He went bananas in those two games as well. Is he a stream option? Maybe. Especially if Reddish is out. I wouldn't say he's any sort of long-term stream. This is the Hawks' last game for the week. Um, but there is something there for Lawawu Cabra. And Gallinari is also seeing a boost in his minutes with Reddish and Hunter and Bogdanovich all sidelined. Gallinari is more of a 12-team hold. But again, this is, this is the last game for the week for the Atlanta Hawks. You know... We know that through the COVID pandemic that there's been a lot of subscriptions that we've had. We've had to do something to distract ourselves to get us through this stuff, but sometimes we forget. And now we're back living life in a lot of cases and we maybe don't need those subscriptions anymore. Well, that's what Truebill is here for. Truebill is there to help cancel those subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or the ones that you forgot about. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, so Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link those accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Tribule concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Tribule.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's Tribule.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Tribule.com slash LockedOnNBA. The Knicks and the Raptors. Let's see if old um, diseased scrotum steak poisoner, Evan Fournier, What's he looking like? Shithouse is probably going to be the word because he's been bad all year. I don't believe he's a must-roster player, but his form impacts the value of Rose and Quickly and those guys coming off the bench. So we're watching to see how much Thibodeau plays Fournier. Maybe not too much. That contract looks pretty rough at the moment, doesn't it? And then we're also watching to see the center position. We know that they put Nerlens Noel in as a starter. He lasted one game before being out the next one. He is questionable at this stage. For Friday's game, will they, you know, what does that mean for Robinson? What does that mean for Taj Gibson? It'll mean Gibson will start, but I don't think any of them are going to be stream options. The guy that I want there is Noel if he stays healthy, but, you know, be careful with uh, trying to roster him. Well, for the Raptors, they've had their own injury concerns at the big man position. No Ananobi, no Birch. While the big sneeze, Precious Achua is questionable after missing last game. Now, with Achua out last game, they did start the wiki Chris Boucher. He played only 22 minutes, and if Achua plays, he'll be back under 20 minutes, and he will not be even remotely worth a stream in 12-team leagues. Maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe he doesn't. And then I want to watch Scotty Barnes, because he's been playing great. Now, yesterday's show, 
uh, recapping the games, I said, hey, I think Scotty Barnes might be a bit of a sell high. And someone commented on, hey, oh, no, well, that means you have to say every rookie's a sell high. Well, that's just uh, completely untrue. Because the reason that Scotty Barnes, I think, is a sell high is because we've seen this pattern that when players are out, multiple rotation players, the value for him increases. So Ananobi and Birch are out. Barnes gets more ball handling opportunities, more assists, more usage. The scoring goes up and his value rises. And when they were healthy, all that stuff decreased. That's why he was a sell high. And so they also said, oh yeah, and also in a keeper, he's not a sell high. Like, no shit. Like, in a keeper, he's going to continue to improve. We don't know when OG's back. We don't know when Birch is back. But this is another opportunity for Scotty to add to the sell high resume. And when I say sell high, it's a top 40 player you're trying to get, a top 50 player. He's top 30 over the last two weeks, so you try that. I don't think he stays top 30. Top 70, sure. Top 30, I don't think so. And that's why you try to sell high. So look to see if this bolsters that sell high resume for Scotland Barnes. The Pistons and the Pelicans. I know that we've jettisoned the depressed penis Sadiq Bay, but let's watch him again just to get sad once more. He looks bad. He looks terrible, in fact. Um, I know that there will be better games ahead for Bay, but a better game for Bay does not make him a top 120 player, most likely. Maybe it makes him top 100. Maybe that's best case for him. But I want to watch to see just how shit he looks. And then Frank Jackson went bananas for the Pistons against the Wizards. I don't buy that for a single second. He can be a streamer for points and threes. He's like, if you're trying to lose the assist category, you play him every game because he just does nothing there, no rebounds, nothing else. He literally is a scorer, and it requires the shots going in. And unfortunately, outside of that game against Washington, they haven't gone in for him really all season. Well, for the Pelicans... Bannon Ingram got some steals last game, which was great, but didn't score for like a quarter and a half to end the game. His numbers have improved of late, and he's putting up some good value. So let's see what he can do. And then Josh the Hitman Hart returned, played 40 plus minutes and got eight assists. With Kyra Lewis now out for the season, another example, by the way, of when a team announces that a player is out with a knee sprain, it does not mean, phew, that's good news. As I saw a Pelicans beat reporter announce yesterday when the team said, uh, Kyra Lewis will not return due to a knee sprain. Like, oh man, just a knee sprain. Lucky he's avoided the worst. Well, in fact, he hasn't avoided the worst. He's copped the absolute worst and torn ACL and MCL. Right? A knee sprain is not a diagnosis. Memphis, if you're listening, a knee sprain is not a diagnosis. It's not. Please tell us what's happening with Jar Moran. I'm not saying Jar Moran's torn his ACL because he hasn't. But telling us what it is would be great. Because a knee sprain is like saying, I, you know, I don't even know what it is. It's like, I'm sore. Okay. Cool. Like, what does that mean? Oh, it just means it hurts. Where? I'm not telling. All right. So, back to my original point. Kyra Lewis, unfortunately, is out for the season. That does mean, I think, that there's some more ball handling opportunities for Hart if they do play him a little bit more in the second unit because you know, the other options is Thomas Sadoransky and Garrett Temple. <laughs> Garrett Temple. So maybe Josh Hart's assist can stick without Kyra. That's worth watching. The Cavaliers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Larry Markkinen. He's just treading water. Like, he's fine. I don't think there's any top 50 or top 80 even upside for him. But he's just fine. He's doing what he needs to do. The Cavs are playing well. But fantasy-wise, he's just fine. I also want to watch Isaac Okora. Not for fantasy, though, because I know where that is. That's in the toilet. There's nothing. But is this guy actually an NBA starting caliber player? Like, no, I don't think so. His defense is pretty good. But remember Michael Kidd-Gilchrist? Like, his defense is pretty good as well. Watching Isaac Okoro on offense is a disaster at the moment. They are going to continue to start him, but I've seen nothing from him offensively that makes me think NBA starter. For the Wolves, Patrick Beverly, I think, is a must-roster player. Um, came out really on fire last game. Let's see if he's on any sort of minutes limit in this one. 
We also don't know whether D'Angelo Russell will play. So if Russell is out, then Malik Beasley becomes a streamer for points and threes. If Russell does play, it's really hard to rely on Malik to provide consistent value. The Lakers and the Thunder. Can the Thunder, the worst team in the history of the NBA who shouldn't be existing, can they beat the Lakers for the third time this season? I want to watch Anthony Davis just because I want to see him just take a team that shit house with no real forwards and dominate them. I think they should start him at center in this game because it's Jeremiah Robinson Earl. You don't have to worry about Anthony Davis getting sore and banged up from the big bad, big bad men who put owies on your body. I think he should be okay in that respect. So let's see what Davis can do. And then also with Davis playing center, that does hopefully open up some minutes for Malik Monk. Unfortunately, it'll probably mean 26 ineffective minutes of Avery Bradley, but let's hope it means 30 minutes of Malik Monk and that could make him a stream option. Well, for the Thunder, the old big fella. That didn't sound right. I was going to say old fella, but that's like a euphemism for a penis. So I wasn't going to call him that. The big fella, Lou Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. Um, He's playing well. Usage up. Efficiency waxes and wanes, but it's been better than expected. And he's playing at a really, really high level. He is a 12-team league guy at the moment for sure and probably remains that way. But watching him play um, is interesting here. And then Joshua Giddy, which people are very divided on Giddy. The people who think that he's good are right and the people who think that he's bad are wrong. That's the division. But there are people who think he's really, really terrible for fantasy, which is obviously an insane thing considering he's averaging, what, seven assists and six and a half rebounds with 12 points. All right, that is not bad. Yeah, a steal per game is not bad as well. I really like Giddy. I think he's probably been the third, maybe fourth best rookie this season. Definitely at this point, as I had him on my all-rookie first team, he's there. Um, and he is a must-roster fantasy player. The Bucks and the Rockets, sorry. The Bucks and the surging Houston Rockets, as they're officially known. Pat Connaughton. We're seeing the drop-off from Connaughton come. It was always going to come. He is still worth holding, but it is not going to last. If you can get any player... The, the, any manager that bites on a top 100 playback for Pat Connaughton, you hit that button so quickly that you, you break your phone screen. It's simple as that. That's how hard you hit that button. I also want to watch Giannis. Giannis oh, and Because recently, I don't know, he's just been off. I don't know if his knee's still bothering. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some Giannis time off in the next coming coming weeks. The free throws are bad again. He's having bad field goal percentage nights. He's not terrible. But over the last two weeks, your mate Giannis is the 90th ranked player. Over the last week, he's the 157th ranked player. Now, that's obviously bad. Now, in large part, that's because the free throws are just so poor. But he's not getting steals. He's not getting blocks. His assists are down. He's, he's scoring. He's only 21 points a game over the last two. Hopefully, he turns it around. For the Rockets, Garrison Matthews has been dominating. Taking a lot of shots, hitting them. There's still no Kevin Porter. There's still no Jalen Green. So he's going to get another start and another big opportunity for big minutes. And I want to. I don't know how it's going to translate moving forward when everyone returns. But I'm enjoying it for now. And then Joshua Christopher went off last game. Perfect shooting night. Does he? Can he maintain rotation minutes? I'd love to see him get those rotation minutes over, say, a designer Armani Brooks. I don't know whether that'll be the case, but there is still going to be rotation minutes here for Josh in this game. So watching how he backs up that career-best performance will be very, very interesting to me. The Celtics and the Suns. Um, I want to watch the rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Because he has been pretty poor of late, like getting killed when he's on the court. And blocks... Like, Highlight blocks and spectacular blocks do not make you good at defense. And this is what I've always said about Williams in the past is that 
He had a long way to go in terms of being a good defensive player. And I could even make an argument that his offense is better than his defense at this stage. He does block a lot of shots, but he's not a great defender. He needs to really tighten up on that end to be able to get back to those 30 minutes a night. Let's hope that he can do it. Also want to watch Joshy Richardson, who is the guy that replaced Williams in the closing lineup yesterday. We don't know whether Jalen Brown will play. Um, he is missed now after returning from that hamstring in- injury um, and being on that limit for like four or five games. He's missed four consecutive games. Maybe he came back too early. Who's to say? Could never tell. Um, we don't know whether Brown is going to play in this one. So yeah, Richardson could see an elevated role in this matchup. Um, and that would be that would be interesting to see whether he gets to see whether he gets the um, I don't know what to say gets the opportunity to put up some good numbers. He had like 17 points last game against the Clippers. So let's see what Richo can do. Well, for the Suns, Cam Johnson's been playing okay. This is the Suns' last game of the week, though. We don't expect Devin Booker to be out there. So we assume Cam Johnson gets another start. Also, gets another opportunity to play starters minutes and be a worthwhile streamer. And then DeAndre Ayton. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. But I'd like to see him push forward and be able to up his usage without Booker. I don't expect it. I think it's just going to be the same old DeAndre Ayton every single game. But at one point, I'd just like to see like a big offensive explosion from him. Don't hold your breath, though. You know what it is? It is Christmas time. And what is Christmas time? What is holiday time? It's time for gifts. And the best gift that you can give someone is a delicious bar from Built. So much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, net carbs, and fat, but also high in proteins. It is the best best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And with so many flavors, you're going to have a hard time choosing which one is your favorite, but don't fret. You can get mixed boxes, get all the different ones and try them out. There's always new flavors coming out. They just dropped uh, candy cane flavor as well because Built Bar is built different. So head to built.com, use the promo code Locked15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you can save 15% off Built Bar. It is unbelievable. It is a perfect Christmas gift. Santa's got it written. These elves are out there just churning out Built Bars. That's where they come from. That's how good they are. Straight from the elves workshop. Built Bar is built different. Better line has you covered all season. More props, more contests, more lines than ever before as football's con- football season continues their march towards the playoffs. Better line is your number one spot for all sports action this season. So head to the new updated desktop site or use your mobile device and sign up today using the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome deposit bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some back-to-back stream options for the games for Friday and Saturday. The Kings play there, so we're looking at Terrence Davis as a really solid ad. The Rockets, so Eric Gordon and KJ Martin, as well as the designer Armani Brooks. The Cavs with the Discman, CD Arsman, he's an option to uh, stream for those two games. And then back to the Kings, Davion Mitchell is also worth a look there to stream for those two games in. But we're just going to focus in on Friday. Um, we're looking at Terrence Davis. Herbalife Jones is playing well. He's a really good stream and a 14-team ad at least. JaVale McGee, and campaign in Phoenix, they're worth streaming in. Killian Hayes, hopefully they don't play him just 20 minutes, but he's worth a stream for assists and steals. Taylor Horton Tucker, um, Cam Johnson in Phoenix, and the designer Armani Brooks. And I didn't mention Garrison Matthews because he is rostered in most spots, but he's also an option there for the Houston Rockets. For deeper leagues, we're looking at campaign Armani Brooks, Landry Shamit, Josh Christopher, KJ Martin, Jaden McDaniels in Minnesota, uh, Jim Johnson, 
making us proud with his 20-plus minutes, most likely, and Dwighty Powell with Willie Cauley-Stein out. Throw Moses Brown into that mix as well in case he gets some run. And then for points leagues, we're looking at Cody Martin, Joshy Hart. These are must-roster players, blokes. These are blokes. That sounded rough. Uh, under 50% rostered. Cody Martin, must-roster. Josh Hart, must-roster. Pat Beverly, must-roster. Terrence Davis, probably must-roster. Um, Chris Duarte, must-roster. Campaign, Taylor Horton-Tucker, JaVale McGee, all options to stream. And then Kevin Herter, must-roster sort of player. Probably not that much in points, so maybe more of that stream option. That'll do it for us today. Guys, don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. I'll be back later today recapping the games on Thursday. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.